Thank you. Oh, my dear God, why do I hurt so badly? How can a poke with a stick in my ankle hurt so terribly bad? August 1969, Sherman, Texas. My father was stationed in Sherman, Texas, and we lived there for three and a half years. All at once, the same month, my dad decides to get out of the Air Force and retire, and my best friend who I roomed with decides to get married, leaving me without a roommate and not being able to afford the apartment, and I had to move to Eureka, California with my family. I worked and saved and finally had enough money to move back to Texas. Sherman was my home. July 1st, 1970. Now I'm lying in my apartment, all alone, wondering what the hell happened to me. I'm thinking about the day I had gone up to, to Lake Texoma with Beverly and Jimmy, my friends. And after we had had a nice day, I went to the trash to, put, to throw some things away. And I stepped into the recess around a tree. And as I stepped down into this recess, I felt a thud on my left ankle. Then I felt a thawing out like when your leg's been asleep and all of a sudden it's waking up. And then, fire. I had fire pumping up and down my legs with every heartbeat. When I got to the car, Jimmy said, what's the matter? I'd been cussing a little bit. I said, I don't know. I think I was poked by a stick because I had looked at it in the dim light, and I could see scratches. And back then, I had a southern accent. Anyway. <laughs> well, he says to me, well, damn, I'd hate to be around if you broke your leg. Well, far be it from me to complain. So for the next two hours, I sit in the back of the car, we stop for dinner, and I sit in the back of the car. In the meantime, my ankle and foot are swelling up. They're the flesh is oozing through my um, sandal. It looks like bread rising before it is baked. When I got home to my apartment, I took a nice hot bath. <laughs> Very dumb. It didn't help. And now I'm lying on my bed in this horrible pain wondering what happened. What were the scratches that I had seen? Was it a stick? I'm thinking, you know, all the way up there, Jimmy was teasing us girls about critters. And one critter he was teasing us about was snakes. Uh, damn, could it be? Oh my God. I put my leg over the side of the bed, and I was in terrific pain, and I almost passed out. I picked my leg up in my arms, and I cradled it. And with my right leg, I sidestepped 
through my bedroom into the hallway where the bathroom light shone. And I looked. There were no more scratches. The bath had washed them away. What I had envisioned as scratches were actually bleed marks from the two fangs that had punctured my ankle. Well, I didn't have a telephone. And I sidestepped all the way through my apartment, cradling my leg, down the front step, onto the porch that I shared with my landlady. I knocked on her door and I asked her if I could use her phone to call my friend Susan, who picked me up and took me to the hospital. At the hospital, the nurse relayed what I had told her had happened to the doctor, the doctor on call, the doctor who was at home, the doctor who tells her, well, just tell her to give her some pain pills and tell her to go home, put some ice on it. And if it isn't better in the morning, come on back. Well, thankfully, the nurse was a lot smarter than that doctor. And because I look kind of white as a sheet, she says to me, Oh, honey, wouldn't you like to just spend the night? And I said, Well, how much does it cost for one night? She says, $27. And I said, Okay. The next morning, I wake up to a doctor, a different doctor, who is prodding my leg. And he's asking me where it hurts. And I said, everywhere. I looked at my leg for the first time. It was huge. It was swollen up into my hip. And in the morning light, I could see the color was like an old bruise, chartreuse green and yellow. We didn't know what kind of snake had bit me. So we tried rattlesnake antivenom. That didn't work. And then copperhead. Well, the copperhead worked. So he had surmised that this snake was laying in that little recess just enjoying his meal, and I came along and stepped on him. And that wasn't nice, and he swung his head back and bit me right on the ankle. And also, it could have been a small snake, because young snakes don't know how to regulate their, their venom. And when they kill a prey animal, they use too much of their venom. And so there's not as much in their, in their reserve. Therefore, I didn't get as much as a, a normal person would with a, a regular snake, and therefore, I wasn't dead. Well, he gave me penicillin shots two times a day. He said I'd be there for a week, and then he really felt good that I was going to just do fine. Yeah. So I called my mama, and I said, you know, Mom, I got bit by a snake, and I'm going to be fine, la-da-da. Well, unbeknownst to me, the doctor called her shortly thereafter. And he said something like this. Well, Mama, you got a mighty sick young, young girl here in, in Sherman. 
she's been bit by a little old copperhead. And she's going to need her mama down here because, you see, we don't know if it's going to have to be, if it's going to have permanent damage or if we're going to have to amputate. Well, my mom took off at breakneck speed from Eureka, California to Sherman, Texas, and was at my side in a couple days. I was in the hospital for a week, got penicillin poisoning. Then, for another couple weeks, and on July 21st, 1970, I left Texas, never to live there again. <laughs> I guess you could say I was rather flawed to be able to, to be thinking that a snake bite could possibly be a poke with a stick. <laughs> 